This is a Podfire production. This podcast may include explicit themes or swearing and may not be suitable for children. I mean, I've never been on lobster more night, guy. You said you give me chicken stencil any day of the week and chips and salad and a mushroom sauce, man. I'm a dumb kingpin. The world is full of amazing people, and once a week, I get the opportunity to interview one of them. My name is Brett McCallum, and this is Awesome Humans. In the podcasting studio today, we have Steve Liddell, previous national manager of TriStar Sporting Surfaces, and the best redhead in the business. He's actually clashing with my orange wall at the moment, which is a bit scary. He began TSS in 2011 and was able to retire at the ripe old age of 42. Throughout Steve's career, he's created sports courts for governments, councils, and the private sector, and even traveled the world to create sports courts in Singapore and Dubai. Aside from his successful work life, Steve played NRL in a national rugby league, that is, so rugby league in America from 2004 to 2005 for the Connecticut Wildcats. And in 2002, he received a bravery award whilst living in Perth, as well as a spirit award for the same year for saving a bloke's life. He's even got a twin sister. I hope she's a ranger as well. Can't wait to hear more about this awesome human. Steve, welcome, buddy. Thanks, bro. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Mate, the sister, the twin, obviously can't be identical because she's a girl. No, mate, no. But looks, I hope she got better looks than you did. Oh, she got everything. Oh, did she? Yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Do, you, do you make her pay for that every day? Oh, she's she's got her own identity, mate. We're actually, we're chalk and cheese, to be really? honest. Really? Yeah, we are. Isn't, isn't that amazing that like some crazy. twins are identical yeah. and then some are complete opposite? Completely. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it, good it, to watch, actually. Because yeah. I said, uh, it's going to be kind of boring if we were two two peas in a pod. 100%. So, yeah, she keeps you on me toes. And he is close? Yeah, we're real close. Yeah, she lives in Sydney. Yep. Once again, she prefers the rat race. Yeah, yeah. I'm a coastal boy. Yeah. Um, Or more recently, I like, prefer to go inland. I mean, the bush boy. Away from the uh, the rat race. But uh, no, she loves the big smoke. Oh. It's harder to get... We all grew up here. It's harder, harder for her to come up at home because she doesn't like it. Oh, really? Yeah, man. That's yep. amazing how things yeah. change, isn't it? Yeah. Mate, the whole purpose of today is to talk about you and your story. Mm. So the, the first thing I always like to ask people when we do Awesome Humans is, what's your first ever memory? How far back can you go? Oh, it'd have to be um, living in Woodridge, yeah, back yeah. in Logan. Yeah, mate, that's where it all started with mum and dad and uh, the family selling yeah. swimming so is there a certain sort of age you reckon you can go back to? Is there like something that sticks in your brain? Yeah, five and six. Yeah. Five and six? Yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, grade one, grade two type of concept. Yeah. You know I mean? So um, what's what sort of vivid in your memory from back then? Well, just living. Just, just living. Um, what the routine was and um, just around the house and yeah. just a general chit-chat chore. I mean, that's when your memory sort of kicks in. So that's why it stuck, sticks to me as the first thing. But they were raw days and... I mean, we didn't have all the bells and whistles back then, so we had to sort of self-entertain and do what I had you do. Two sisters to do. I got an older sister; she's four years older than I am. Yeah. So um, between the three of us, me and two girls, you can only imagine the <laughs> domestics involved in that one. But uh, yeah, they, 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 those memories are locked and loaded. And did they, uh, they look after you or they bully you? Oh, there was lots of bullying going on. <laughs> yeah. But I said I grew up, and and that, uh, that like all, like turned. all kids, that all turns. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so where were you born? Uh, born in Brisbane, yeah, yeah. Woodridge. So born in um, uh, PA Hospital. Okay. And then, um, yeah, went back to uh, Logan for a couple of years. Yeah. And then we moved to Tweed Heads. So your first school, where was that? Woodridge State School. Woodridge State School. So yeah, were you were there till what year? Till grade two. Okay. Do you yeah. remember that? Uh, vaguely. 
Yeah. yeah, I remember the kids. I don't remember the schoolings as much. I remember the mates and that. Are you, any, are you mates with any of them still? No, nah, mate. No, nah, you've lost all those over Lost years. all those contacts. Yeah, no mobile, no mobile phones back then. <laughs> <laughs> so you went from uh, Woodridge State School. Where'd you go next? What school? Then we went to uh, Tweedheads. Okay. Yeah, we lived in Dad was six, so we uh, we um, Dad had a pool business up in Woodridge. Okay. Which he uh, ran, and then he was had di- kidney dialysis. Okay. Dialysis, so he was pretty cruel. So I think um, when he was given his marching orders that his days were numbered and that he wanted to sort of provide a lifestyle for the family. So um, we went down, rented a, a house at Tweed Heads on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, the rental was a lot of money back in the day type of thing for such yeah. a premise, but dad was doing all right in the pool business. So, um, so he kept going in he the took pool us, business? He, yep. He took us down there and we lived on the coast and you commute from Woodridge, um, Logan oh, really? each day. Yep. So, um, yeah, he said that was a focus. We couldn't afford to buy such a place, so yeah. we, so he rented it. And uh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It was a lesson taught to me as well. You know, what I mean, no, there's no shame in, uh, you know, what I mean, rental renting a place. No, rather definitely. Than owning it, you know what I mean? well, when we first spoke a couple of weeks ago, and we when we caught up, you told mm-hmm. me an awesome story about when you're, I think you're six or seven, and you had six pools in your backyard. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we had uh, this, <laughs> a display, the, the house. The, the the house I was the uh, display center. Yeah. So the two front bedrooms were offices. Okay. And the back of the house was where we all. So thought your mates must have wanted to come around. Though. Oh, there were a lot of <laughs> yeah, six yeah, pools. Yeah, jumping pool to pool <laughs> type of thing. A lot of lot of maintenance involved, but uh, yeah, you're right. Five uh, five six pools in the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> and did you learn days. lots during those days? Heaps, mate. Heaps. Yeah. Just hanging around dad, and he obviously he was selling seven days a week. He he's um. The pool shop never closed as such, sun, sunrise, sunset. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to hang around him and listen to the spiels and listen to him talk to people. And I think that's where I learned my gift of the gab. Yeah, yeah. With all due respect. So, so uh, your dad was um, a salesman. Is that what you call him? He was, yeah. Was he an entrepreneur or salesman? He was, he could, yeah, definitely. Not, he had an entrepreneurial side to him. Yeah. But he was a very simple man. It was it was never about uh, big houses and big cars for him. It was a simple life and... And he lived that, and um, providing for his family. That's right, mate. He's a very simple man. Which what's it all about, isn't it? Really, at simple. the end of the day. Yeah, and mate. what about mum? Was mum around there? Mum was still here. Yeah, she was around. She was the the, the shadow. She was yeah. in the background doing back in those days. Um, this is probably the late seventies and that. Yeah. Um, early eighties. She was um, doing what most housewives did back then. Looked after family and. She, the she was sort of, yeah, exactly. Helping yeah, the man. family while the man's out yeah. making the money. Old school, man. Having to be in the same house, though. True. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, great mum. Yeah, yeah, she was very sportive. Oh, that's yeah, good. good. So you moved down to Tweed and you went to, what, Tweed Heads High School? Oh, primary C- school. Cooling out of primary. We Cooling out of primary. Yeah, mate. Near the Greyhound track down there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Yeah, which is now a uh, shopping centre. Oh, yeah. They're it? building well, a big shopping centre there. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while since I've been down that neck of the world. Yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting what's happening in that whole part of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's primary school, do you, are we sort of now starting to sort of make our stake in life? What, what, how was school? Were you a good boy, bad boy? Were you a jock or nerd? Oh, mate, I was just a kid, mate. I said, um, scoring a little red at a kid. Um, yeah. yeah. I didn't have much going for me back in those days, so um, I kept out of trouble. But I loved me footy. Yeah. And um, so you always played footy. Always played. Always kicked the footy. Yeah. Always played footy. Yeah. Played for Seagulls. Yeah. Down down there uh, during that time, that was my first club. Um, Seagulls. So how old were you when you actually started? Playing? I would have been under eight, so I started playing rugby league. 
Yep. And the day. eights. Under eights. Yeah, man. Do you find, I find now it's really interesting. So I've got a couple of mates that I still played under five soccer with back in the day. Yep. And uh, I, I didn't go to school with those boys until sort of high school. So it was sort of more of that sporting culture and stuff yep. that where my real mates sort of, where I found them. Yeah. And then they're the ones that I sort of stayed in contact with a lot more than what I did with the old school boys. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's well, all my mateships uh, today has been based around sport. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very rare. I mean, we've always stayed mates. You know, even even the blokes I played junior rugby leagues with, we're still all close as, yeah. as ever, mate, let alone going to school with. So well, that's interesting, isn't it? They yeah. say you cross the white line and you go to war. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you sort of stay together for life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mate. That's oh, a good story, mate. You know what I mean? So and what? yet uh, there's other people in the same code that had, or I thought, great friendships. And I ask those people today, 20, 30 years later, like, oh, where are those people? And I mate, we, no, I've never seen them since. No idea. We end up playing, stop playing footy. I find that real weird, but uh, yeah, so do I. But the, once again, mate, it's that um, I reckon I've always been pretty good at uh, picking a good person. Yeah. Out of a crowd, and I think that's a that's a that's a pretty that's probably good, your greatest gift. A, a great thing to have in this day and age. Was that um, from mum or dad? You reckon that would have been from dad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, mate. Just he learning was, how to read. He people. was always don't go to. Through the front door, son. If you want something, go to the back door. Talk to the boys at the back of the shed. Yeah. I mean, the sales guys at the front will always try and sell it to you. Yeah. You have a conversation with the guy at the back. He's probably he'll do it in his lunch break for you. Yeah. yeah. No charge type of thing. You know what I mean? Like anything. You know what I mean? Communication. And obviously, later in life, you've had your own businesses and things. Have you found that it's really hard to find those type of people? I've always struggled finding good help tough, people that care, mate. And that's pretty much that's a dying art. Two people that just care. I mean, people get caught up in their own. Um, I think the system's set up to, you know, worry about yourself and don't care about others. But um, it's a shame, mate. I I disagree with it. Mate, it's an Australian thing as well. I find mm. the the whole tall poppy syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's Definitely, like where mate. where where you get knocked down for being good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's yeah, with man. That? Yeah, the old good guys finish last. Or <laughs> it's, seems, it's just seems ridiculous. To be, yeah, isn't it seems it? to be everywhere now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So high school, we went on the uh, Coolangatta as well down that way. I know I um from I went to um Coolangatta State School to grade end of grade three. Yep. And then went to Somerset College grade four. Okay. Which is when the school first opened. Yeah. Foundation student. And um the reason we went there is my older sister was had a teacher at Coolangatta State School. Uh, his name was Frank Farocco, he was an American. Good teacher, never taught me, but uh apparently he was a good teacher to me older sister. And he moved from cooling out of state school to Somerset when it first opened, and and um, our family followed the teacher, the teacher, believe it or not, because wow. of because of his um, teaching skills. So yeah, yeah. we followed, and once again, Dad was crook, and he wanted to do the best thing for his kids. So we went to this first Somerset College back in the day, and yeah. uh, mate, um, half the size it is today. But um, yeah, Somerset till grade four to grade seven. And then where'd you go after grade seven? And then I was playing rugby union for Somerset College, and then I got scouted playing rugby union to ask to go to TSS on a footy scholarship. Oh, really? I was asked to apply to go. Yeah, yeah. So we applied, and plus I was good at athletics. Yep. So um, I got into that school on a scholarship on doing that. So TSS, which is the South Sports School. Yeah. Um, probably the number one school for boys. Yeah. Um, on the coast. On the coast. Actually, I think it's in the top two or three in Australia. Have to be. Um, and a lot of that, they say, is from the actual borders. Yeah. So it's not just from the coast boys that go. It's yep. from the actual borders. And a lot of the uh, the people from out back. Country boys. Um, actually send all their boys there because, firstly, it's a good school. Yeah. It's got really good facilities and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 
Um, and from what I understand, I, I haven't been there, I haven't been involved in the school, but I know a lot of people that are, um, they actually reckon that that brings it down to a really good level. Well, I said I sort of rebelled going to the school. Firstly, I was... Of course four, you did. I was <laughs> 13, you know what I mean, going into... Know everything. Uh, know everything, and I'm like, where are all the girls? Like, I was... Yep. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. I was starting to get into that sort of introduction of that scene, and uh, I'm like, where are the girls? I'm like... And then I was... It was well publicised that I was on a footy scholarship, so okay. there was a lot of judgment. I mean, a mum and dad weren't picking me up in a BMW, and yeah. so I sort of got put in a category. Ostracised. Yeah, and I rebelled mm. to that. Like I, you know, I mean, I didn't give a rat's <laughs> you know, who you were and that, but uh, but they seemed to, I got a lot of judgment and that sort of stuff from and, the teachers as well. No, just the students, mate. Okay. No, it's just a play. It's all playground stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, that's part of growing up. Yeah, but I did notice it. And I rebelled. I didn't get pushed over. No, fiery I, little redhead. I eh? used to fire up all the time. <laughs> yeah, man. We used to have rumbles and all sorts of stuff at school with the, with the older kids. Yeah. And what time? During this stage, where's the girls going? Where's your sisters going? They're going to Star of Sea. Oh, okay. Yeah, so at that stage, yeah. My twin, actually, my twin sister went to Star of Sea. My older sister went to Benoa. Yeah. I don't know why that was, but that's just the way that's it happened. That's what happened. Yeah, man. Yep. So you still living in Coolangatta at the time? I was living, no, we'd moved to Narang at that stage because once again, my older sisters wanted to get into horses. Okay. So we so moved dad to Narang. did what he had to do? He did. He, put, he rented a block of land out there, six acres out uh What an amazing bloke. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was a good champ. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and we'd lived the horse life for a couple yeah. of years, you know what I mean? So, um, which my older sister still does today. She's got horses today, you know what yeah. I mean? So uh, I thought it'd just be one of those kids things, get into it, get out, but uh, no, the girl stuck with it. So, oh, wow. Uh, Were you ever into it? Oh, I used to ride, but yeah. no, I was playing footy and chasing girls. So, <laughs> at an all-boys school. At an all-boys school. <laughs> yeah, so you, the pain. So when you were going through school and you were, like, obviously you're on a scholarship, so you, you could you, you went a right. Um, yeah. Did you find that you got the opportunities then to take that to the next level while you were at school or was that after school? Well, uh, during that time at uh, TSS, I developed diabetes. I was 14. Okay. So, um, how do you develop diabetes? That's the million dollar. No idea. It no just, just happened. Well, I got I got sick. I yeah. lost a had no energy. Lost a, a shitload of weight, and um, they said which affected my speed and my footy and my size and that. So, um, and that was showed up and uh, on the you know with my performance with footy and obviously um that that process you know affected my talent in footy and yeah I think that changed the whole. Oh, ball game. Where I was going to go with footy if okay. I chose to go that way, you know what I mean? But I was still a kid back then. So. Yeah, yeah. But I used to play good footy and um, and that changed everything. The next thing in my life was based around diabetes. So that's type 1? Type 1, yeah. Okay. And so when you were first diagnosed with type 1 at 14, was it? Mm. So was that insulin? What, how, what yeah, had to happen then? Yeah, four needles a day I was doing back then. Wow. And then, of course, you know, how do you get it? Oh, no one knows. All oh, right, okay. And back then, obviously, they know a lot more now than they did then as well. Mm, that must mm. have been, was it scary? Oh, massively scary. Yeah. Because did you think you were going to die? No, I didn't think I was going to die. I just knew I was going to be missing out. And, you know, I was 14, like, told I'd never have KFC and McDonald's again and right. ice creams. <laughs> that and, is devastating, oh, though, mate, isn't it? Yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff. And suddenly I was going to be eating apples and lettuce for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? And I was a footballer, mate. You know what I mean? Like. Meat pie, mushrooms, and can coke. Yeah, no, exactly. You know what I, mean? I was a kid in football, you know what I mean? Watching all the senior footballs, drinking beer. And, and you're sitting there eating the lettuce. And like. Potentially, <laughs> in my own head, I was going to be that oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Isn't it funny how your mind fucks with yeah, you Oh, as yeah, well? mate. Yeah, so, and then, how do you get it? No one knew. And, all right, how do I get rid of it? No, you stuck with it. And then I sort of became a 
rebel. I rebelled. I was doctors were people. People were trying to help me, and I was pretty filthy at the planet. Yeah, Christian school. I wasn't stealing handbags off pensioners and you know keen cars. I wasn't doing any of that stuff back then. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm like, where's the karma? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm a twin. Why me? I'm a twin. My twin sister never got it. And yeah. I'm like, I mean, what's the story behind all this? You know? So I was fit. I mean, I wasn't smoking. I wasn't drinking. I'm like, what the? Please explain, and no one could answer those questions. So that was pretty hard. They would have made you angry too. Oh, I was filthy, mate. Yeah, yeah I was filthy. What dad say? Um, well, not a lot he could really say other than you know, follow the medicine and practice what. I mean, he was doing his dialysis. I was watching him go through yeah. all his medical procedures, you know, constantly. And uh, and you at this time thinking, shit, I could end up going through what dad's going through. Well, that was the rumor. I mean, yeah. uh, hereditary and all that sort of stuff with the the kidneys and that. So. No one knew, mate. I just had to ride that game. But I guess it was just one of those live and learn type of concepts. I eventually got to learn with it, but it was hard growing up because I was trying to control my diabetes, but I was still growing at the same time. Oh, Back okay. in the days, diabetes was controlled by diet. And then I said I was I would control my diet as a 15-year-old. And within yeah. 12 months, I was 16, eating twice as much food and hadn't adjusted my dosages accordingly. So it was really hard to control. And were you still playing footy or you had to Yeah, quit? I was still playing footy. Yeah. yeah I, I was playing footy. So you kept your scholarship at 2SS? No, no, I lost that in, um, I, I got expelled in grade 10. Expelled? What did you do? Fighting. Fighting? Fighting. Students or teachers? No, students. Oh, okay. Yeah, kids. But once again, we used to have this, we used to have this lunchtime joyable rumble against the sixth formers, the grade 12s. We used to punch on with the grade 12s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, it was a friendly fight thing that we used to just it's like fight club well once again they were, we weren't chasing girls were we because yeah. there were none there so we were just trying to a lot of testosterone in that heaps school of matter. Heaps, yeah, yeah. Of, heaps of um, ego running around those schools do you remember the day you got expelled no no I just remember breaking kids arm and, and his his son was a, a lawyer or a solicitor uh, or something yeah. like that and obviously the father went to the headmaster well my kid's got a broken arm who did it and well, this kid on a footy scholarship and well, I've got three full-paying students here, paying whatever the fees were back in the yep. day, and this kid's getting a free ride. Like, i got to ask like, you as the principal, what are you going to do about it? Well, obviously the quick solution was, well, get rid of the kid. Yeah. That'll, solve, that'll smooth things over real quick. And naturally that was – which suited me to, to a T. You didn't but, have to go there now. Well, I didn't want to. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I said that stage, that was grade 10. So, so grade 10, are you sitting there, you go home, dad being expelled, yeah, what did you do that for, son? Well, that was a process, yeah. So <laughs> that got yeah, slowly. I was never going to go. I was always going to go to Coomba High School. Okay. At that stage, because at that stage we'd left uh, Narang. Yeah. The rental property in Narang, and Mum and Dad had bought a place at Paradise Point. Okay. On the water. Yeah. I think they paid eighty six thousand dollars for a waterfront <sighs> block of land Tell back me in the day. Got it. We still got it. Oh, that's right. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> a, actually, no. It's been sold now oh, since okay. when Mum passed. But yeah. that's always stayed the family home. I think dad built a house on it for 200 grand yeah, back in the day. And, wow. You know what I mean? You couldn't do that these days. No, Look geez. at it now. Yeah. You'd be lucky to get a block of land from a million. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I said, um, yeah, so we grew up at Parrot. That was always home. And I'd play for Runaway Bay Footy Club. Yep. The Seagulls. The Seagulls out there. And My then, little fella plays for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I've still got mates that play for them. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, went to the local school. So I was back where I wanted to be. So year 10 now, you're back in Coomba Bar High. Yep. Um, and 
is dad sitting there going, son, you're going to go to year 12? Or is he saying, like, why don't we look at an option for the end of year 10? No, nah, I was always grade 12. I was yeah. always going right through. Yeah, man. Was yeah. that your call? Or yeah, I didn't. Oh, but I love school. Yeah. I've never not liked school. Yeah, it's also like a bit of a blue. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it was with the boys <laughs> and kicking footy. And yeah, it was always good times. So you know? now go back into a co-ed school. That must be yeah, weird. Mate. That was real weird. But I knew the whole school before I threw the local footy oh, so and the local the parties. Anyway. I knew everyone there. That yeah. stage. I was playing footy with them. Four okay. away bay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's was, actually quite an easy transition for a, you. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I was school cap, uh, house captain out there. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was pretty good. Mate. Yeah. yeah. So I, knew, yeah, I was well liked, I think. Well, oh, that's good. And did you find the, what the cultural difference between, like, I'm going to, I'm going to probably make a really big assumption here, but I, I live in the same area. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Coomba bars more your everyday Joe, yeah, not you guys. And there are people picking people up in BMWs and yep. all the posh cars and shit. Yep. But at the same time, there's also people that can't afford cars and they walk have to yep. walk three hundred. Like everyone is grounded, hundred percent. But there's at, no like hierarchy. That's nah, what I yeah. Nah. And is that what you found? It was always like? yeah. That was true. That was true. There was no one was ever judged. So it wasn't my dad's this and your dad's that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas at TSS, I believe that's some it, of the culture. It seems to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never really got caught up in the mateship outside of school with with TSS. Okay. Because it was a very top shelf sort of yep. jet, jet skiish type of you know what I mean type of thing, and it wasn't really my cup of tea. So, but it's interesting because they also say that TSS is uh, is one of the best schools for alumni and future networks that there is in business. Networking, yeah, that's right. If you if that if you had that in your blood to do such a yeah. thing, but I wasn't looking for a career at that stage. I was just still playing, growing up, playing footy and being a kid. That's right, being a kid. You know, what I mean, I was never wanted to, you know, take over dad's lawyer firm or whatever the hell yeah, everyone yeah. was into. That oh, I got a lot of respect for them, those people. But I said it was never, never, never my, and still to this day. You know, what I mean, I've I can probably roll around with some high rollers now but i just choose to stay with the grounded Ooh, people just because be it's yourself. such a simple simple thing it's so and i still easy. live that way yeah i mean i've never been a lobster mornay guy <laughs> i said you give me chicken stencil any day of the week and chips a and good salad schnitty and a mushroom sauce mate and i'm a oh, dumb king you're king. anyone's <laughs> yeah and i've still got change out, out of 20 you know what I mean? I love it. not not for long but nah. yeah i understand yeah man so you graduate uh from coombabar high yep and university was that ever on your mind no nah. No. So are you sitting there going, I'm a sales bloke, I'm yeah. just going to do stuff? Or are you thinking, actually, I could probably have a crack at footy? No, I was always just, let's get out there and start earning. I yeah. said I never thought of myself as a career footballer. I mean, I was a good footballer. I was never a great footballer in my in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I've known heaps of great footballers that have, um, I mean, have never turned into a Brad Fittler and that. And yeah, I yeah. think, well, why didn't they? And I said, because uh, that was just the way footy was. I mean, for every Brad Fittler, there's... 40,000 Steve Liddell's. You know yeah, 100%. I mean? You know what I mean? And and great footballers that through injury never got to make the top grade and that, and now they're all busted up, you know what I mean? So, and do you think the kick in the nuts you got at 13 with the di- or 14, sorry, with the diabetes put that doubt in your head as well? Yeah, man, yeah. I'd love to know who I would be today. The sliding doors, man. If moment. it wasn't for diabetes. Yeah. Because so now and half the reason for, you know, me stopping work and the life changes I've made recently have been based around diabetes and the the long-term effects that long diabetes gives you yeah i'm now starting to live those oh, those, okay. those symptoms so yeah. that's the reason i've made those you sort of life, slowed down a bit well i've made well what's it all about i mean yeah. i lost a mate of mine i played footy with um uh, runaway bay uh last year to motor neuron disease mm-hmm. and i think watching him and i always grew up watching him he was an iron of a man yeah um uh darren Bruggy and um 
I think um, watching him just fade within two years, he was always bulletproof in my eyes. Yep. And then watching that disease just eat him up and spit him out and within two years, I'm like, well, you know, what was what is it all about? You know what I mean? And that's been well documented with the Steve Jobs thing when he passed away yeah. and and um, what he changed in his life if he had the opportunity and he had all the money in the world, but where he was in the end, not, that money, that coin couldn't him help him, mate. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, and that's where I that's where I stand now. I'm just based on lifestyle, you know. Yeah. Yeah, doing, ticking some things off boxes. And we're getting to that age. So I'm the same age as you are. We're getting to that age where we're starting to lose people like that. And it Damn does man. make you look at life different. Yeah, man. 100%. Yeah. It's all over the news these days, you know, these yeah. diseases. and Mate, suicide. Crazy, mate. It's That's a crazy just, planet, some mate. Scary it's, shit, it's isn't a it? crazy planet. And I said the planet and I said the people's attitudes towards it through the, the internet. I'm glad we both got to see the the life pre internet. Yes, definitely. And post. And I said it's uh, I miss the pre side of things because it was a lot more grounded and a lot more one on one, face to face. Hundred percent. And I said that that that's that, a handshake a handshake's your bond. That was the yeah, that was the law, you know what I mean? My old man taught me that. It was one of the first things he ever taught me that I remember is that uh, your hand shakes your bond. You look mm-hmm. at a man in the eye when you shake his hand or when mm-hmm. you cheers. You don't um, you don't look to the side. You don't watch TV when you're trying to talk to someone, any of that sort of stuff. Yep. 100% attention yep. on that person. And that gives you the respect that you deserve and the respect that he yep. deserves or she deserves. And it's uh, always open the car door for a lady. Just that sort Crazy, of mate. like Why really are they teaching shit? that stuff in schools, mate? 100%. Oh, you know what I mean? It's such a, such a simple lesson. Yep. You know what I mean? Respect. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> I want to know what day it was when you no longer called your friend's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Do you remember? Like I always used to, when I grew up, like yeah. uh, like there was the Kernigans, the Loveridges. There was always Mr. and Mrs. Lover yeah. or Mr. and Mrs. Kern. Yeah. I still to this day, I see yeah. them and call them that. Yeah. And like now that my, all my kids call all our friends and that by their first, first name. And it's just like, wait, when did this start? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's just a really awkward thing. Well, well I think <laughs> for me was the beauty of growing up in, these footy, in this footy scene was like we all changed those attitudes when we were sipping a beer with Kid Baker's dad yeah. at 16. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Tommy, you know, Tommy Baker, like, uh, and it was, you know, that's, that was part of the mateship of growing up. Is yep. They weren't someone's dad. They were actually they, a mate. You become your mate. They yeah, become so mates. True. And I still hang around my my mate's dads now. And yeah. And if I see him in a shop, we're, we're good. We're good for a conversation for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're just as interested as in me as I am in them, and their and their families and wives and and their other kids. Because they're part of your family. That's right. They we become all, part of that. We yeah. all grew up together, mate. So we're all on the same page, and we all still live local. Yeah. Which, which helps community, mate. Well, it's all about community. Yeah. So we've now come out of Coomba Bar High, and we're going into our first job. What is it? Royal Ponds, you, Royal Ponds Resort. Really? Well, I used to push trolleys during school. That's trolley oh, fair. Yeah, yeah, I was a trolley pusher. Yeah. Back when we could... Um, when you could make a dollar out of the trolley? Well, you used to have the tractor and we used to hang off the trailer and when you could do such a thing back in the day. Yeah. And old mate on the track to be putting shopping trolleys in between cars and you jump off and it was all pre-training. <laughs> and, mate, the, our whole crew was based on the Runway Bay Footy Club. Oh, really? Because I used to be one of the super supervisors of that. In the end. Of the uh, trolley boys. Trolleys used to be oh. charge of the boys, you know what I mean? And um, mate, at one stage, it must have been seven or eight of us, yeah. you know what I mean, all working for this uh, total build, building maintenance who had the contract for Australia Fair, for Coles and Woolworths and yeah. Franklin's back in the day. Back in Franklin's. Yeah, you, man. Eh? And we used to drive around this tractor and pick up all the things and... and um, Make I, your own that way. And make our own that way, you know what I mean? And we used to, the girls used to come down and meet us in the car park and we used to <laughs> chinwag and I used to suck on cigarettes and... 
you know what I mean? All that sort of stuff. And we used to go to Mac- Maccas and have lunch. It was a pretty cool scene, mate. You know what I mean? Times. And we were all running around chasing trolleys. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the and then um the regulation changed when old mate got killed with the hockey strap that come back and got him in the Coming throat. Yeah, yeah, that that changed the legislation. But we were sort of getting out of the trade at that stage. But uh yeah, that was my first job. Yeah, I was... love how you call it a trade as well. Yeah, it's really it's really because my first job was at, at uh Coles and Kmart as a checkout chick. And I used to be so jealous of the trolley boys because they were outside in the sun. Yeah, man. And I was actually stuck in talking to old people on yep. the checkout, like before the scanners and stuff. Yeah. In. <laughs> I will run around Australia first just scanning. Look at her, mate. She's cute. You know what I mean? I love yeah, it. man. They were good days. So then what's the first job? You go to Royal, Royal Pines, Pines Resort. Resort. And what are yeah. you doing there? Uh, food and beverage traineeship. Oh, okay. Yeah, straight out of school. So yep. um, so on the behind, like, say, in the kitchen or actually well, was on a, the floor? There was the restaurant side. Yep. There was the bar side and there was the stewarding back of house side. Okay. You know I mean? So it was a 12-month traineeship on, on site and then at TAFE. And then um, I finished that. Then they offered me a full-time job as a um, banquet and convention services coordinator. Nice. Which was a pretty big role. Yeah. Um, Especially for a young bloke. It was you a young bloke. You would have only been 18, 19 Yeah, mate. Stage. I was pretty switched on with that. Yeah. yeah. I was really um, – I um, done some things with human resources and – Got an employee of the month award for changing the budgets with how they could, they were trying to change the infrastructure. We run the stewarding department as a whole or as an independent, give each restaurant their their own steward, the guy that does the dishes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and um, let them put it in their budgets and that. So I end up giving a human resources a cut down of how it was and how it could work. And the money they'd save by changing the infrastructure, and yeah. it was a pretty I mean, that impressed human resources. And in the end, they said, well, "It impresses me." And nineteen yeah, years old, oh, you're thinking that way. A, it's insane. Yeah, it was a pretty cool thing, you know what I mean? And but once again, I had the guys that were doing my training, mm. my teachers, and they actually saw that potential and helped me promote me in that. So, so they pushed you or assisted you, assisted in that me way. in going that direction, and, yeah. and educated me on how. You must be thankful how for the that. Hierarchy. Oh, completely, mate. Mm. And I've had an army of people through my history that have done that you know taken me under their wing and but i'd like to think that because of the the energy and the and the care factor yeah of that i used to portray with my work you know, and um pride self-satisfaction um would would help me open those doors you know what i mean and once again you... something that the kids today don't seem to get 100 that's what i was just about to ask did you know that back then so did were you conscious that you were doing this stuff for you or were you like just going, oh, I'm just going to give the bloke a hand because I'm a nice fella? Well, that was the way I was brought up too, yeah. you know what I mean? So that so it was second nature. It was that. second nature to me. Because that exact issue. thing, because the way you're parented. Yeah. And I guess in the day as dad, I was just say, mate, it's just your time, mate. All you're doing is donating your time and, mate, you put in, you'll get back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you said, with work, don't focus on the money. Just focus on the job. Be good at it and the money will come. Word of mouth. And so true, mate. Everything you sort of said to me as a kid, I sort of like listened to, didn't really um, question, yeah. but listened to it. And now that I'm the age I am now, I can. it all makes perfect sense to me. He's like Yoda. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> you actually, when, when you get the realisation, oh, fuck, he was right all along. Yeah. I argued with him. I did this, yeah. I did that. Yeah. And he was right all along. And I think that's where I'm frustrated because I never had the opportunity to pass it on to my kids Yeah, um, through a divorce and that. But um, now I see my mate's kids and I just try and – I try and – um, what's the word? Um, I try and give Ed, them that education. Yeah, you know what I mean, them. yeah, just through verbal, and um, hope they pick it up. But 
I said, mate, the kids today, mate, I wish I could um, drag them back pre-internet and go away. But you it's know, interesting. This, I've got this, four kids, works. right? Mm-hmm. I got I got two girls and two boys, and uh, they have screen time. That that's like, and everyone's going, "How do you do that? How mm-hmm. do you get them off their phone?" Say no. Yeah, simple, <laughs> pretty yeah. simple. Yeah, discipline. Yeah. <laughs> no, no phones allowed upstairs. Yeah. How yeah. do you do that? Because I said. Yeah. And then everyone and, and they so, listen and they do because they know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and 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 the thing is that um, people say, "Oh, I should send my kids to your house for a week." Yeah. And you and your wife can say, "So why don't you just fucking say no?" Why don't you just do it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. It's not rocket it's like, science. No, exactly. No, and if they no. say, "Oh, but they won't let me." What mm-hmm. do you mean? They're the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's, I think yeah. maybe we'll board up different. Well, the system once again, the system is educating parents that they can't discipline their kids. Yep. Yeah. Even the teaching system. Oh. I mean, I played up. I remember playing up um, on the streets and a copper pulling me up, mate. Well, mate, if he didn't give me a backhander and, mate, he was, um, I remember those days, mate, yeah. coppers and teachers. I think you were more any... scared of the copper taking you home or what dad was going to do well, than you were him a... locking you up. Well, I've had, I've had the cane <laughs> as a kid, mate. I'll yeah. be the first one to um, buy that person, that principal back in the day that disciplined me to appear today because yeah. in the day, mate, I was in the wrong. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew it back then. <laughs> These poor kids that get the cut, they don't fucking get hit for no reason. No. <laughs> so well, there's that, a reason behind this. Well, it's stuff. a shame that, the, so, I mean, as, as much as there's a there's a, an abusive side to the, yeah, the whole argument, but I said, man, today, mate, these kids today, mate, they just, they, they, we've lost control because the kids know their so called rights. Yeah. I mean, it was always about your elders and respect your elders and listen to your elders and. Then I said it's. I mate, mean, when, when were kids allowed to go on strike for climate change? When, yeah. Imagine if we had to try to strike at school. At back at the day. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like, unheard of. It's like, it see you later. Even, Don't it, come back Monday, it, you're expelled. It wouldn't even been discussed back no. in the day, you know what I mean? Let alone listened to and. And, 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 and encouraged. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. I don't have all the answers, but I said um, I, I know where my lifestyle's going and the people that are in it. And I mean, I'm just quite happy to. I mean, I don't need to have. Uh, 1,500 friends on Facebook. No. I mean, I've got a dozen friends that are actually in my life. and They're your mates. I mean, I'm quite happy to live that lifestyle for the rest of my life. You know so I mean? true. Yeah, so man. true. So yeah. how long did you last at uh, Royal Pines? I did my 12-month traineeship, and then I probably stayed on for another um, 18 months after that. Okay. And then um, my girlfriend at the time, um, her parents moved from the Gold Coast to Perth. Okay. And I'd already had my son. Um, he would have been... With your girlfriend? Yes. Yep. Um, he would have been uh, two when she was pregnant with our second. Mm-hmm. So we were twenty, under twenty, having two kids, and yeah. naturally the the general consensus from our group of friends was, "Holy Toledo, like you're so young, you having two? Yeah. But I said, "I the reason I wanted kids early was because of my old man's growing up, and I mean him. Um, there was a stage with his uh, kidney failure that he had to sort of say it to me at twelve that he wouldn't see me turn thirteen and I'd have Jesus. to be the man of the house, and if I, if he if he does if he can get his transplant, that take care of your sisters and do as your mum says. So I got that speech when I was twelve, back in the day, living at Narang. And um, how long did he last? He died. Uh, I would have been around thirty-seven, give or take. So wow. uh, yeah, man. So uh, I'm so grateful that he hung around. Because, oh, um, hell yeah! But in the process, he had a lot of he had two kidney transplants, yeah, he had a heart bypass. Back in the with the drugs with his kidney dialysis back there when he had his transplant there were a lot of annual rejection drugs okay that he was taking yeah and uh there were side effects to those drugs that would um, upset his cancers and his his eyes and yeah. what are the side effects and that so i watched him deal with all that and 
the buckets of pills he was, you know, taking and all that sort of stuff. So I watched him live that life. And at that stage, I was diabetes. And I just figured, like father, like son, I knew that my issues, and I was told my issues would happen in time if I didn't, if you didn't control them. my yeah. uh, my uh, diabetes. But kind of hard to control a thing when you're, you're 14 and you're growing up doing all that sex, drugs, rock and roll. Oh, definitely, and, yeah. And you don't want to be going home at 22 when yeah, I yeah. go home and check my blood sugar level when, well, yeah, hang on a minute. Down to Melbourne's <laughs> nightclub, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Man. So that was always a hard thing for me to sort of deal with. But I always chose life. I mean, it's live. All that matters. It's all that matters. all that matters, you know what I mean? So you've decided to have two kids under 20. Mm-hmm. And what did uh, the girlfriend's parents think of that? Well, yeah, they were good. They were a oh, beautiful good? family. Yeah, she was Argentinian, okay. uh, my, my, um, my girlfriend. We ended up, we got married in, in the end, but... Um, so did you move to Perth with her when she We went, went to Perth on a holiday before okay. she wasn't eligible to fly with the second kid. Okay. So we said, well, let's get this holiday out. Never been to Perth. Yep. Let's get this holiday out of the way um, because after this, it's head down bum up. Mm. She was a stay-home mum. And um, we went over there on a holiday and um, looked at the real estate, looked at the work, looked at the place. We had family support there and out of the four jobs that I applied for to ask, what they, they were paying in the hotel games over there. Two of them said, we want you. Um, or what are you paying? And they'll pay me eight grand more than we were here. what Royal Pines were paying me. And it was a smaller venue. So rather than just be a, a small fraction of the whole equation, I was doing everything from cleaning the toilets to doing the books and ordering yeah. and doing the banking and, and the rostering. I learned a lot place. more. In the, yeah. I always was under the impression that bigger was better. Work yeah. for Coke. Work for Forex. And, no way. And I said, um, I mean, the, it's pretty good. And I was talking to the reps, they were going, mate, if I don't make my monthly budget, they just sack and get someone else in. Yeah. And I thought, that's a pretty hard call. So anyway, I learned, and that's where I learned a lot about business was running hotels mm-hmm. um, back in the day in Perth. So I said, we never came back. We said, we went on this trip and we never, oh, never returned. We never returned. <laughs> I had to tell mum and dad to go and pack up my gear and yeah. put in a sea container and ship it over. Wow. We found that the rent was cheaper. Back yeah. in the day, the work was, uh, the work was the paying more. The rent's paying more. You got family, family support. support, and then like it's a no brainer, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah. right. Yeah. So we, and as Dad said, and Dad was still sick, and he said, "Mate, that's I'm not your family. You, this is your family. Now. Yeah. You need to focus. I'll be right. I got the medical system and that here." And yep. uh, so I, I left the nest, so to speak. You know what I mean? And so how old are we now? Twenty. I would have been. Um, I would have been 20, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah yep. So, um, 20. Yeah, you had your second child? Had my second child at birth. She was she, a girl. Yeah. Had my son, and then in, on the Gold Coast. Yep. And then Danielle was born in uh, in Perth. Okay. Yeah, man. Crazy and then, days. so then you got married? And then I was with her 10 years, and then um, I got married. I was, I was with her for 14 in total, but we were only married for four. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we built houses and, yeah, I was running nightclubs and pubs in Perth at that stage. And um, You're playing footy still? I was playing local footy. Yeah, yep. rugby league. Yeah, rugby yeah. league, yep. Yeah, but I wasn't enjoying it because first I was in Perth. It was a very AFL state. Yep. And I wasn't playing with blokes I'd grown up with, you so know what I mean? Your mates. Mates. And these blokes were playing with blokes they grew up with. So I was yeah. just a... You were the outsider. I was the outsider, you know what okay. I mean? And I was... So I gave it a go, but I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And did you find you didn't play as good footy either? Um, <coughs> I wasn't really interested in Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really interested. Having a run. Like, I was just having a run, mate, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it was, they were good days. Yeah, I still <laughs> enjoyed it. But Perth was a beautiful place. Yeah. It just wasn't home for me, you know what I mean? So, and then things went pear-shaped 
with that. And then dad was sick and I actually said to my wife at the time, I said, you know, I want to come back to the coast and let dad have time with the kids because his, his days were numbers. So come back and let's do 12 months back home. Yeah. She was from here too. So it wasn't like I, and she was a stay home mum, and it wasn't like I was asking her to leave a career or something important. Yeah. So no, no, just give me 12 months. So um, I'll do the rest. And then um, she didn't want to have a bar of it. And I went, what? Like, I've been in Perth seven years by that stage. I said, mate, just give me 12 months back home for a personal reason. Yeah, of course. And for the kids too, you know what I mean? And she just didn't want a bar of it. And I went, well, hang on. Um, we're supposed to be in this together. Like, Yeah, it's I a said, partnership. It's a partnership. I said, and it was, there wasn't even a compromise to it. So I was a little upset by that. And I mm. went, well, mate, in the day, you know what I mean? Um, you know, the, the, the karma's calm. I said, well, I'm going. I said, you're either coming or you're not. You know what I mean? Because I had to do it because I said it had been seven years. I hadn't done that. Yeah. yeah. We'd spend that time with mum and dad. And I just wanted 12 months, you know what I mean? Or mm. six yeah. if it was if it was a negotiation type. It had to go that way. But for her to say no, that really sort of went, hmm, who am I? Who, who is this woman? Yeah, so yeah. I'd asked myself some big, big questions and I knew what it was going to cost me and, 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 and that sort of thing. So I just, I, I had to, I had, had to go. I had to, had to go. Well, now I how went. Old, how old are the kids at this stage? Uh, nine and 10. Okay. Yeah, mate. Yeah. So I got them. They're all at school. I got yep. them out of school. And that was the argument. We've got this, just built this beautiful home and the kids are in a good school, but they're only in grade three and four. It's yeah. not like. It's not going to change their I life. I was asking them to leave their college, you know what I mean? Yeah. Final year of school. And I'd been, I'd done the change of school things. We've all done it in some yeah. shape or form. And didn't scar me as a kid you know what i mean so um i guess that was a bit of a but i said they didn't teach me that at school what would be the consequences of that decision mm. i knew what they would be yep. but i never knew it would take such a, a mental ride hard ride on me in that sense you know what i mean so and you've, I, you've made the call and you've done it all right well i came back to the coast and i was um snuck back in mm. um i was 30 no 29 probably that stage i was playing footy mm. Uh, for a Southport Tigers back then because a couple of my mates that I played for the Bay were coaching Southport. Oh, so okay. I went to the Arch Enemy and started playing <laughs> for Southport. And that's when they said, you know, I was playing some good footy and they said, well, you want to go to the States? And So who picked that? How did that happen? Just a selector of some sort. But oh, really? People I knew playing rep football and that here as a junior. Yeah. People I knew that knew of me. And you're 29 at this stage. Mm, yeah, late. So old, you're getting, you're getting old. old. Mm. Yeah, in that game. So, um... And I went, no, I can't. I'm married with two kids. And that's when dad said, well, mate. And that's when I was waiting for the whole separation for 12 months before we can file for divorce. Yeah. I was waiting for all those decisions. So you'd already made the call? Of leaving? Yeah. Yeah, well, I had at that stage because she came over and she came for Christmas. Bought um, the kids? Bought the kids for Christmas. And then it was different, mate. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the same. And I just went, listen, if you don't want to be here, go home. In fact, the better you go home. The, the quicker you go home, the better I'll be. You go home now because she didn't want to be here. Yeah. Go, leave the kids. I'll send them back and, you know, before they start school and that. So that's what she did. And, um, yeah, man, that's sort of. Mate, it's life. Yeah, that's it's life. Seriously, no it's regrets. not. You get good good parts and bad parts mm. of life. And that's that, why... Those days were hard on me. Yeah, But I'm now sure I'm living. Were. But they were the truth. Yeah. As hard as it was, it was the truth. Lots and, of people don't do it, but. And I'm, I'm, I've got an army of friends that I'm watching. Different lifestyle now, and it's just a sad thing because the family. I mean, the kids suffer if you stay in the relationship if there's tension. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer in that. Like, friends of mine when I grew up, um, 
on the 18th birthday of the youngest child, turned around and said, Mum and I actually haven't been together for like three years. We yeah. sleep in separate beds. Yeah. And um, we can now, thank fuck, we can now get divorced. It's yeah. like, why why, why, did, why did you wait 18 years yeah, to do such a to thing? To do that, to, like you've been so unhappy for so long, that rubs off on your kids. You think so? It's a sad thing, mate. And I know they're hard decisions, but yeah, I reckon I mean, um, good on you for making one. Yeah, that, well, that's I, my opinion. Yeah, well, I said I'm a male since it's been a, it's been hard for me uh, on the emotional side of thing, but it's been good for me because now I can I know that I've lived it. Yeah. True. Yep. You know what I mean? No lies. You've been true to yourself. That's, That's exactly all that right. You know what I mean? Because many so, people aren't. No. It's, it's a shame. It's, it's sad. Really yeah, sad. The system, mate. So you're playing for Southport Togs and yep. this bloke comes and taps you on the shoulder and goes, do you want to go to the US? Yep. Yeah. You're sitting down. What, like, what, what the? <laughs> yeah, man. Can't do it. I'm married with two kids. 100%. Never, never had the, never, never traveled. No. So I had never had that offer before to me. And then dad sort of said, well, hey, chance of a lifetime, mate. Yeah. You're not 21. Exactly. So we um, went over there, Rupert Murdoch flew us over there and yeah. um, gave us houses, gave us cars. We were sponsored by Stella and Red Bull, um, you know. And, Two uh, good sponsors for a 29-year-old single yeah, bloke. Yeah, mate. Yeah, we were on <laughs> a bar and grill, so we, was, um, we were going eating a, in a, a local, local tavern because they were sponsored the footy team and all oh, this okay. stuff. Because over there, they're all owned by... Billionaires, they're not yeah. like the NBA. It's not like they're not not here like board of directors. They're actually yeah, owned by an guys that have put money in, bought these clubs, started these clubs up. So Connecticut, is that where you went? Yeah, mate. Yeah. What's yeah. Connecticut like? Oh, awesome, mate. Yeah. America, mate. Well, this is two thousand four, mate. Johnny Howard, we're chasing Bin Laden. Yeah. Johnny Howard's got all our troops over there, and we went over there as naive, you know, Australians, Australian rugby player. God damn. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Population of Australia, you know, 20 million, like 10 million chicks. Yeah. I'm a single guy. Go to America, 280 fucking population, 140 million chicks, and you're an Australian rugby player helping us chase this terrorist. Yeah, that's like, a, God damn it. Was that a big thing that you that we were actually helping them? That was huge, mate. Really? They loved us. I've wow. never felt so loved in a place when I was in a place of, at that stage, still dealing with the divorce or separation at that stage and and I was in a dark place in the sense that um damn I was boohoo the old plenty of fish in the sea I was boohoo over one chick. Yeah. And um because I'd lived that life for fourteen years, it's all I sort of knew. And um that rocked me as a person. And um and I went over there um open minded and these people just loved us uh, for all the right reasons. And yeah. mate I was just said, hey, I'm just here to play footy, drink beer and and party. You know what I mean? And in the end, that's exactly what we did. And made did you play set, some good footy? I had some. I well, I played. Some, I played footy. I was never in the end. I wasn't there for the footy. I was twenty eight, twenty nine. And all these guys we were playing with, they're all ex gridiron rejects. Oh, are they? Oh, monsters, mate. So you're playing against massive like, men, <laughs> like gorillas. Gorillas, mate. Really? But they couldn't do an inside ball. They had no idea about. They just couldn't play, which is the main reason we were introduced there in the first place. So is it league or union? League. Really. We were taught over there to teach these guys how to play rugby league. Yeah. Because they were re uh, gridiron rejects. And was that a, like, as far as Murdoch and those guys were concerned, is that then a breeding ground to bring them back here to play in the real leagues? Well, I think it was just a, well, Murdoch tried to do it here with Super League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that went pear shaped. And I said, uh, he went home and tried to start his own comp in the States because the Americans, they, 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 they bet on a cockroach. Race, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? They love all their sport. And it was such a brutal, guys, don't wear helmets or nothing. God damn, you guys are tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the talking to the blokes, yeah. you know what I mean? And um, 
Yeah, so when we weren't playing footy, we were in the colleges teaching these kids how to, you know, uh, do inside colleges. balls. Oh, you know what I mean? That must have been a bit of fun. Too. Oh, that were great times, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the women, and I said, I said, I'm no, I'm no all painting, but I said they loved us. Yeah, and I needed that at that stage. Pretty perfect timing. For it you. was the, it was the greatest medicine because I was on medicine at that stage for it mm. to deal with it. But going over there and living that life for you know the two years was. How's your diabetes going those two years? Oh, mate, same. It's always been. You oh, okay. know I mean, I've always partied. I've yeah. always been a, I've always been a guy to, you know, what I mean, look for a party or yeah. go, go and watch a band or festival or, or get out, go have a barbecue and whatever, mate. You know, yeah. I mean, go outdoors, go camping. Or you haven't stuff. let it, um, change your life really. No, I've never. No, I've never let it. And so that's probably why the issues are happening now. But that's life. I did want to be, I wanted to be a guy with di- living with with diabetes. Yeah. Then. A di- you know, being a diabetic, you know, trying to be, you know, put diabetes first. Yeah. So, um, I guess, um, and the medicine, I was 14 when they told me, you know, what's going on, you can't get rid of it. And I said, well, just hang in there, Steve, we're five years away from a cure. I mean, they mm. told me that when I was 14 and I'm 45 Probably now. still saying the same thing. I'm 45 years and that's, that's, that rumor's still going around. So, yeah. and I guess it is what it is. And now I'm just, and hence those decisions I've made recently with work and life in general yeah. like nah man i've done me you know what i mean i've got enough to live i'm not you know i'm not loaded no but i've got enough to live a lifestyle well, for the next my... 20 years and you know what i mean i said uh i've never really understood these people that you know all these superannuation things they all you know <laughs> they put you know invest for you when you're 65 and that i'm like well half a time statistically well, with all due respect mate they're flat out getting there yeah, you know what i mean or when they do get there they're in that bad shape that they can't do that they want to do because of it. You know Mate, I mean? my, my uncle spoke to me a couple of months ago and he goes, now, buddy, he goes, I went to a financial advisor when I was 60. And they go, you got enough money to live to your lady. He goes, I'm now 80. What the fuck do I do now? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's so true. Yeah, it's man. Like, yeah, it's, it's true. Like, yeah, because man. they've all been banked on this super or on this or yep. that. You do this and, and it's like, yep. wow. Yeah. It's, it's it's a funny world we live in. Yeah. So, 05, you're on your way back to Australia? Yes. Why? Well, I had to get divorced. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'd write, uh, so that, that, that process. So did your contract finish in the US? Um, or could you have stayed, do you think? I could have stayed. Yeah. yeah. They wanted me to get involved in the refereeing side of, side okay. of things. But I, at that stage, I was living uh, in the States, unrealistic life. Sponsors and yeah, free houses and free cars and and lots of stuff, but I needed to come. And this was always home. Don't get yourself. I and I I often ask myself the question: If I wasn't playing footy and living in America as a as a general public, yeah, what would my lifestyle be? And it would have been probably what we do here on the norm, but except I would have been living in the states, not not in Australia. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, you said I had friendships here, and you know, I mean, I guess I guess my whole life is based on not where I live is the people I live with, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So um, that's why I miss all the places I have lived in the in the world. I've, I mean, the Gold Coast has always been home. Still call Australia home, mate. Well, I said not that, I, about. not that I like what the Gold Coast has become. Yeah, so it's become okay. a very synthetic, fake place, you yep. know what I mean? And I, and once again, I'm glad I got to live it before that. Yeah. But now social media and that's come out, it just seems to be a big fake tan, fake boob thing. And I mean, why can't people just be real, you mm. know what I mean? It's almost go because I'm still a social guy. It's like it's almost I go out and meet people, and it's like, what do you do for a living? What car do you drive? Yeah. Where do you live? How big's your pay packet before you? (laughs) And before they even ask me what my name is, you know what I mean? And I'm standing at a bar waiting for their drink. I'm like, it's not like I want to marry and have six kids with you. I'm like, I'm just standing at a bar. We're having conversation yet. 
they won't involve themselves in a conversation until they know those first three answers. That's insane. What are you worth? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, I just think that it's just so cheap. That's wrong. So cheap. It's wrong. It's, it's pathetic. And that's the way we're living. It's so much so that people don't even want to talk to you on a mm. social things because we haven't arranged this thing through Tinder or Facebook. Yeah, yeah and exactly. Like, why? You can't be talking to me. This yeah. isn't an arrangement. Who do you think you are? I've that's got right. 8,000 followers on that's Instagram. Right. Yeah, what have right. you got? It's like, Crazy, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Crazy, mate. So you've come back to get the divorce. Yep. That happened. Yep. So I'm still 30, living with mum and dad. Yeah. At Paradise Point in the, in the family home. And yeah. then, um, and then I said, when I was in the States, I was playing on all this AstroTurf. Okay. This is how I got into the business. Yeah. Of what I'm into now. And it fascinated me, mate. Said said, uh, AstroTurf, synthetic grass, you know what I mean? Um, consistent. No dead spots, yada yada, and I got talking to the manufacturers outside the foot, outside the game, and the curators of all these paddocks, and I just said to myself, mate, no one's doing this back home that mm. I'm aware of, and to to this to this extent, to this extent, and mm. um, and then um, it, it consequently it sort of happened that um, I, I had an incident in Perth where I saved the guy's life, and his stepdad was a tech creator and used to dabble in tennis hard. The hardcore tennis courts. So this is before you went to the states. This so that happened. I'm living in I'm living in Perth now. When I met this guy, yeah, yeah. um, you know, through a, a different angle, mm. had no idea where this angle was going to take me. But I knew a guy that what his trade was through conversations I'd had with him back in Perth, and went to America, learned about this astroturfs, and um, went well, came back home and went ching ching. I said, this is. So no one's doing this back home. Yeah, and the and the whole infrastructure behind it, schools, getting fat kids off seats. You know, what I mean, it was a you know get start kicking. Why aren't these people on footy fields at lunchtime? Yeah, because they're all sitting under the side the canteen on iPhones. Mm. You know, what I mean, and um, I was never brought up that way. And um, so I made the phone call to him. He was now living in Adelaide. He'd moved from Perth back to Adelaide, which is where he was from originally, and. Um, and we were, we would always remain friends through the relationship with his son, his stepson. So how did that relationship happen? Tell me that story. With uh, uh, with the accident? How, how you met this bloke? Oh, well, I was running a country pub in York, yeah. out in Perth, which is about two hours um, uh, east of Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was running a country pub in the sense that I would go and live in the pub for four days, run it, stay in it for four days, and then I could go home. And for three days, R and R, like four on, three off. That's right. Yeah. Good, good life, good family lifestyle. Because up and then I'd be running night, night, nightclubs and that in Perth, like knocking off, starting at six at night, going till three in the morning, and sleeping all day. So it wasn't much of a thing. So, and it was out in the country once mm. again. And um, I'm driving for my first shift to this country pub. And I'm driving this country road, and I come over this crest of this hill, and here's this car wrapped around a tree on fire. Five cars pulled up at this, this, the accident. So I'm the fifth or sixth car, get out, walk up. There's two groups, one standing back from the car on fire, one almost on top of it. So I get the first group. What's going on? He's hit a tree. Oh, where is he? I don't know. So I walk up to the main group. They're pretty much on top of it. Going, What's going on? Oh, he's hit a tree. Where is he? He's still in it. Well, has anyone gone down? And I'm 26 at this stage. Yeah. Bulletproof. Bulletproof. You know yeah. what I mean? Footy. And, um, and I go down and stick my hand in this upside down sort of car. And um, as I stuck my head in the smoke, I can see him behind the wheel, unconscious or dead. I don't know. So 
So I get, I walk to him. Everyone's screaming to me to come away from because it's, it's got on blow. Fire. It's on fire. And I put my hand through the smashed um, side uh, window, and sure enough, he rolls his head and looks at me. Oh, it's holy Toledo! This guy. You remember alive. that? I remember it like a, like yesterday. Yeah. So you remember him looking in your eyes? Yeah, mate. I remember him just rolling his head and looking at me. And then was he, he scared? He was just. He wasn't even. Or with he it. wasn't even with it. With he was just. Yeah. And I went, holy Toledo! This guy's alive. And I tried to get the door open, couldn't get the door open, and I said, I remember just uh, crack window, getting up, uh, hold of the windscreen. The windscreen was smashed. Uh, I found a lip of the windscreen. And I, to this day, I remember just ripping it like the adrenaline thing they talk yeah. about. Um, Remember just ripping that windscreen, folding that windscreen in half. So you're not even thinking at this not stage. Not even thinking, mate. Just got to yeah. get him out. You know what I mean? And then I remember reaching into this windscreen of this car with one hand. I remember just grabbing him by his shirt, and I remember just ripping him out of the front passenger. He wasn't pinned or nothing. Big unit. Uh, he was 19. No, he was a kid. He yeah. was. Yeah, he was. He's tall. He's he's a six foot bloke now. And you've literally just grabbed him. Just grabbed him, and I just rolled him onto the bonnet, and he he said he wasn't pinned or nothing, which was a miracle on its own. Nothing. Bits of clothing didn't catch on nothing. And I threw him over my shoulders, Chuck Norris style, and I went to carry him out of the smoke. And as I've come out of the smoke, everyone's seen that I've got him. And they've all... Did they come to help or they ran back? Well, they went to. And as I'm walking up the bank, the car blew up. I'm, an, I'm only eight seconds away from the... Within eight seconds, the car blew up. What hell? And, um, and I'm facing the road and everyone on the road ran or, in, or hit the bitumen. Because he, he um, and I had him on my back. I could feel the heat through him coming around me, you know, and, and uh, so he copped a lot of the heat. And then someone to put down a thing of the tray of the ute, and I put him on the tray of the ute. You're still I, walking at this stage. I've got him on. Yeah, I've got him over so my shoulders. Shoulder, yeah. I, yeah, I held my ground on that, and then just got to the top of the ridge and put him on the back of a ute. And I, I had a pair of prescription sunnies. Yeah. I lost them in that thing, so four hundred dollar for a pair of sunnies, which is could have been dirty too, well, wouldn't it? Four thousand dollar to me <laughs> back in the day, four hundred, you know. And I went, oh, was anyone else in the car, mate? And he looked at me and he mumbled something, and I went back to go and see if anyone else was in the car. Well, the car's and get my, blown and up then now. I saw the car for the first time, and it was February, so it was in a country middle of summer, country oh, uh, Perth, and the whole tree blew up, the whole uh, field of grass was on fire, and went, well, if anyone else is in it, they're gone. You so still was, looking for your sonny? So my sonnies, they're gone. <laughs> and we we're in a country thing, so they I'm um, covered in blood and uh, whoever had him in the back of the ute just hopped in the ute and drove him to the country hospital. And are you injured? No, nope, I'm not injured. I'm not just covered in blood. No. Nope. And then um Where'd you go to the hospital? I went to work. I drove to work. No, he's right, I didn't need to go to the hospital. Didn't think anything of it? No, and then um drove to work, cleaned myself up, and um then all the coppers got involved and so when you, you arrive at work, you're covered in blood. Yep. Yep. You, just, walk, you walk in the pub. I go down the back, <laughs> back of house and I, yeah. and I don't sort of walk through the front door. No, I, you know, so I clean myself. Everyone's going, what's going on? And I went, oh, tell them the, the short version of it. By now the fire is there on site and then yeah. the, the, co, the car got towed back three hours back into the township, which I saw the car for the first time. Yeah. And it was just gone. It was really? the size of a pancake. <clears throat> So you just unbelievably didn't get pinned. Well, we did. We both didn't blow up in it. You know what I mean? Oh, so, no. but the the freaky part of the story is that he'd left a family reunion half hour early to get to a car expo show at the Burswood Casino at the time. So he was he left his family reunion party to go to see his mates at the casino. Two hour drive back to Perth. Yeah. He obviously didn't make it, but then all his parents, uncles, cousins all drove past the accident. No one stopped. No one knew it was him. No one knew it was his car. Oh. His mum, 
sisters, brothers, Jesus. everything. So um, anyway, they took him to this country hotel and then they air chopped him or transferred him back to the rural Perth because he was in bad shape. Yeah. Fractured skulls and spleens and stuff. Whereas you're still just getting on with your day. I'm just clocking on to work, you know what I mean? And then the car got pulled in and then the, the news crews got a wind of it and the radio stations and I don't know what's going on. The choppers are flying in and interviews and... So they're all coming to see you? They're all coming up for the interview. You so know did everyone mean? know who you were? No, mate, no. no so was, how'd they find you? Well, just through word of mouth that this oh, accident okay. had taken place. And the story it got, oh, his car blew up, yada, yada. Yeah. Who is this guy? Obviously, news crews, that's probably what they did. Yeah. But I was in this country, I had no idea this was all going on. So I did my stick, got interview, I did interview, done morning uh, radio and how stuff How did that like phone call go back to your missus? Well, that's that was the minute because I didn't say nothing to her. Either. <laughs> did I, she see you on the news? She goes, you got something to tell me? <laughs> I went, what's that? And I went, I played, I played it cool. Yeah, cool. I played cool. Yeah. No, what's that? Oh, I've just heard something on the news and like, oh, oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, all right, darling. I'm all right. No, look, Dad's on the news, so <laughs> it was pretty cool. And looking back at it now, yeah, because my kids were old enough to look and learn. And then I got back to um, Perth after me four days. And he was obviously in the hospital and I went and saw him and all the news crews met me there and wiped me. I said, he's in the next room. I said, I just want to go and see the bloke, mate. I'm yeah. going to wire you up and all that sort of stuff. And I, so I met him, homecoming met him the... for the first time and met his mum and we stayed friends. I said I was 26, he was 19. And then... Um, what did he say to you? Thanks? Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah. We're still mates now. Did he remember it? He No. he got no idea. Okay. Nothing. Nothing. And obviously that there was a... um. The reason the car, the accident happened, main roads had done some um, bluestone repairs. Oh, okay. And so he's hit that. He's hit that, and that it wasn't signposted, like as in loose gravel Ooh. or something. So there was a legal. There was oh, okay. A, yeah. So, so did you have to get involved in all that. They they tried to get me involved. Like, was you, did you smell alcohol in his breath? Or yeah. said, mate, no comment. I, nothing. No. I mean, no. I, I saw what I did, what I did, and that's all I got. Yeah. So I'm not gonna get involved in the politics of it, but. That went on for four years. He got a payout for main roads. He did. Because he said um, he was an apprentice chippy. He had to learn how to walk and he had no work and the car was written off and it wasn't insured and things like that. He only, wow. had the car, only owned the car for three weeks. He had a cover note on it <laughs> and hadn't God. renewed it. Oh, really? Because he was just new at, the, new at the game. You know, we're all young and dumb. And so, What did his mum do when you went in? Oh, she was, yeah. So she was static, mate. Yeah. yeah. We're still friends now. We talk. Actually, I talked to her only a week ago. You know, wow. So, um. And then you got an award. Yeah, being, I got nominated. Being yeah. the humble bloke that you are, yeah. you would have went, yeah, no, don't worry about that. No, I wasn't concerned about mm. that at all. But then, yeah, I got uh, the Premier gave me a Human Spirit Award and a bravery thing and all sorts of stuff. It was quite uh, a surreal, really. But That's cool. pretty cool, though, mate. Yeah, then they heard about it here in Queensland, and I had mates yeah. ring me up from Queensland going, what the hell are you doing over there? So That's pretty awesome, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, and then where him and I have travelled the world now together because yeah. he, he knew about me travels and... When he got his payout, him and I went on. That was 06. He finally got paid out. Yeah. He went over the World Cup soccer in Germany and nice. then went to America and Hawaii and Canada and all that. Had a good trip together. Had a great trip, mate. Yeah. Become him. brothers pretty much. Yeah. We, well, I sort of treat him as a brother. Mm. You know what I mean? Or a son more impressed because I said I, I didn't have access to my own kids. So I sort yeah. of took him under my wing and kept him. But uh, he's a grown man now. So yeah, he's down Adelaide. And he. Consequently, he worked for me in that. He got into the sports courts. He was yep. doing it too through his stepdad. He knew the, the game. So because of that story, you've then known this bloke in Adelaide. Yep. You've come back from, this is a bizarre, you've yeah, come man. back from the States yep. thinking, hey, I'm going to do something on the ground here. Yep. Yeah, I know a bloke that did that once. 
Give him yep. a call. He treats you like a son anyway because he yep. loves you. Yep. And then uh, you sit there going, how do we play? Yep. I used to come down here, mate. I'll give you work. So I, I went and lived down there. Yeah. I've worked for a month. Yep. And he'd fly me home for a, a week. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the deal. And then um, I was working for him, learning. Um, and then he had a, um, what do you call it, a, a foreman. Yep. Running these crews of his workshop. And I'd only been there six months and him and his head foreman had a fallout, blow up, and the foreman left. And um, Camel, the guy's, his name's Brett Ariolia, owns a company now there called Advanced Sporting Surfaces. And um, it said he took me under his wing and showed me not just the install side of it, the application side of it, but the business side of it too, you know what I mean? So is this, it, is this it, the grass stuff? This or is, is this a, is, yeah, this is, well, he did a lot of things. We did polyurethane. Yeah. There's synthetic quartz. There's uh, acrylic quartz. Mm-hmm. There's cushion-based quartz. There's wet pour, the stuff you see in McDonald's and stuff. Oh, yeah. Playgrounds. There's polytrack, the stuff the athletic guys run on, uh, like the athletes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Usain Bolt and that. And, but with the sports application, a lot of these application guys only know one product, how to do one side of it, where I actually learn it all. Um, when I used so to come, that's your point of difference is, you know. That's my point. I know how to do all the courts, you know what I mean? Yeah. And because I was living in Adelaide, once again, another AFL city, uh, yep. rugby league, um, I had no friends. Um, I was down there to learn. So I used to get the weekends used to come and I'd be trying to find who wants to work because I just wanted to learn yeah. and do it. I enjoyed doing it going in these schools and turning these shitty sports courts into, you know, things kids want to jump on, you know, yeah. fix them up. They had cracks in them and bumps and they weren't colour, you know what I mean, all that sort of stuff. And we just go on, oh, it's crazy, the transformation. Biggest high ever. Yeah. And um, back in the day, we were doing all the, the South Australian stimulus um, packages for all the schools. So it was heaps of work for yeah. Camel. And um, he said to me, you know, oh, he's gone. Do you want to? run these crews. I said, well, I've only been doing this for six months. I've got no idea plans and, you know, footings and all that sort of stuff. And then I thought about it. I went, well. Of course I do. Of course. <laughs> well, man, if I can do it for this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, plan, the plan was I was going to come home and do it for me. And that was always out in the app. It was no secret. So yeah. Camel knew that. And um, so I took up the challenge and um, and and done it for Camel. You know what I mean? I was doing building him one court, 52 courts a year. You know what I mean? And I was probably taking me home, me 80, 90 grand salary yeah. package a year. And then I was working out that these these courts, that you know, range from anything from ten to $30,000 a court based on what you what service you're putting down. And I was building 52 a year, like do the maths. We're doing all right. And I'm, and I'm making me 80 grand a year. I'm like, well, hang on. If I go home, only if I did 12 of my own courts a year, you know what I mean? Because I've got to sell them first. Yeah, of course. I mean, 12 courts a year, that's 12 weeks. You know what I mean? If... If I did 12 of my own courts back at home, I'd be making the same salary. I'm making now. I'm making now, building 52, 52. So so I came home and Dad's still around then. I was talking to him. He goes, well, mate, what you, you're doing it now, mate. So the difference between you and Jerry Harvey or you and Lynn Fox or you and Steve Jobs is they had the nuts to sign some paper and have a crack. So that was my first introduction to small business. And what did you say to Camel? I said, I'm going, well, that stage, mum and dad were getting crook, you know what yeah. I mean? Mum um, just got diagnosed with lung cancer at that stage and um, was given 12 months. Mm. And um, I said, I've got to go. At that stage, I'd been down there two and a half years. Yep. And I'd learn it. 
and I was just he wouldn't have cared anyway because he, well, he's tortured. He's made you. Well, into that's a, right. He, I mean, he didn't obviously did want to leave uh, lose, lose his crew, yeah, but he knew that that was happening from day one anyway. Yeah, and I'd probably been down there longer than I anticipated, and so I made the move, mate. Came back and um, did it, and because when I was back on my R and R, all the manufacturers are sort of up here, and um, I would go into the factories and. They take me through the shops and show me how the grass is made, and show me how the acrylic paints are made and the formulas. And I actually got to know all the manufacturers because they knew me through Camel yeah. doing the application down there. And I would ring up the manufacturers, just saying, "Oh, troubleshooting. Hey, why is this? Why is this doing this? And yeah, we need yeah. to. Can you get your machine to fix up because it seems to be doing this feedback?" And um, I had a lot of respect with the manufacturers, and I mean, they helped me promote my business. And when they got there. Uh, we want to buy your grass, but we need someone to put it in here. Ring this bloke, and he'll do a good job because mm. that was the reputation I had. I was really lucky, mate. I said I was. I'm, I've been really, really lucky in the sense that, you know, what I mean, I when when I started a business, they all normally say the first one or two years are the hardest. Yeah, and I just couldn't um, smashed it. I smashed it, mate. And I was working for me opposite to hire me. They subcontract me in the opposition to come and help them with their. Or technical courts. Cause so they, you became sort of more the, the guru of this stuff. I think so. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that at this stage. No, I was just doing my job because yeah. it's not like all the applicators got together. He sat down and like, let's have a contest and see yeah. who does the best line market. That feedback just comes through general Word sports associations and councils and that. So much so that people were asking me, but oh, we want this guy to do it. We, we want to buy court, but we want him to do it. So I was just waiting for that bubble to burst. So I always just... And I'd just chase the weather. I never yeah. chased the weekends or if it was a public holiday, bang, I'd be, and the weather was perfect, I'd be doing courts, you know yeah. what I mean? I was a single bloke and I was the only, I didn't have a double income coming in. So if I stopped, it didn't stop. By now I'd bought a little house at Coomaba that, um, that I wanted to reno and yeah. I had to, I was 30, but I had to start again, get it all back because I lost it all. Mm. And um, that's the drive. And I had, don't forget, I had this diabetes thing over. So I had over to, your head. Over me. So I had done the first 15 years, 12, 15 years out of school to get to this point. It all got taken off me. Mm. And uh, now I'm 12, 15 years behind the eight ball. I'm, I'm 30 living at home. Yeah. Starting again. I'm like, damn, that wasn't part of the plan. So that's why I got some drive from that. So um, I think my health was the main thing that made, uh, kept me going so hard as I did. And the work kept coming, and I just kept going. I the never spent it. The didn't burst. As I said, as I said, don't don't chase the coin, chase the work. <laughs> and that's when, when I got sick with me diabetes, that the accountant said to me, he said, "What are you doing, mate?" So he said, "Slow down, mate." And I said, "Yeah, I, I should actually." He said, "In fact, you, you got enough to stop." I said, "Well, what am I worth?" And he told me what I was worth, and I went, "Well, mate, I'll never. I'm I, never going to spend that." I owned me a little house, and I owned me yeah. a little car, I had a little boat. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, what's it all about? And that's when the Darren Bruggy thing with his motor neuron disease yeah. kicked in. And I went, you know, man, all the other stories you hear on TV, you know what I mean? Um, Heath Ledger's and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, what is it all about, mate? You know what I mean? And um, I went, well, start doing some stuff you wanted to do. But I still enjoyed, don't kid yourself, it wasn't a job to get all, mate. Yeah. I was, that, building the course, the coin was there, the work was there, the enjoyment was there, I'm outdoors. So what did you do with the company? You've made a decision now. Yeah, you're 40. How, when did you stop? 43? Oh, 43 I stopped. I slowed, so, I slowed, 43 slowed I slowed down. down. I slowed down, but the phone kept ringing. So yeah, that's what I mean. So and the, the, the company's kept... still pumping and, yep. and you're sitting there going, okay, I've got to stop now. Yeah. Do you sit there and look for another you or do you sit there and think, 
actually I could groom this bloke to help him do this or whatever? Or do you sit there and actually I'm going to shut it and just sit on my yeah. couch? Well, that was the plan. I just wanted to shut it. Yeah. And because I didn't trust people, mate. Mm. I mean, once again, people just don't care. I mean, I used to... I used to go and tell these people, mate, I go to their courts and I used to go, damn, like, yeah, nice court. Oh, I could see your issues. I said, mate, I could make this court look so sexy. And they look at me and go, what? <laughs> like, what the hell? I said, mate, I'll make this court look amazing. If you let me, give me opportunity, I'll make it. I wasn't a big organisation, so I didn't have factories and yeah. secretaries and trucks. I didn't have the overheads. So it was just said, mate, and my, my sales pitch was, hey, the guy selling you the court, which was me, I wasn't in the suit. I was... Come pretty much from a, another, another job side, covered in paint, covered in paint and glues and <laughs> all sorts it. of things. Yeah. I said, mate, the, I'm not going to lie to you. I said, the, the guy selling you the court is me. Mm. The guy that's going to build you the court is me. The guy you're going to pay is me. And the guy that you're going to ring up and abuse because it hasn't been done right the first time will be me. And the guy that has to come on his weekend, no pay to fix it, will be me. So let me tell you something, mate. It's going to be in my best interest to have this court. In fact, I'm going to keep. I treat all my courts like they're my own. In fact, if you don't like it, don't pay me. You know what I mean? And I want you to come out during that process of the court. I don't want you to come out on day when I'm packing up and go, there it is. I want you out here on day two, three, four, seven, going, mate, hey, what's going on over there? Like, is that, you leaving it like that? Yeah, I am. Why? Well, I don't like it. Oh, well, then I'll fix it. You know what I mean? So don't stand there and come out on day dot when I've done all the line marking and the ute's packed, I'm about to go. So come and get involved. It's your court. You own it. So I want you to be involved. <laughs> Best where a lot of pitching is. Where a lot of trades don't don't, don't encourage that. Yeah, well, they course. don't encourage it. You know what I mean? Mm. And I said, if you don't like it, don't pay me. I can't. And I said, I can't get any more sincere than that. Mm. And naturally, that's that sales pitch would get me the work. So and, then, and then and then I would back that up with actually prom- doing what doing I promised job. to do. You yeah. know what I mean? But then at forty three, when you sit back and go, okay, I'm going to give this up. Mm-hmm. But the phone's still ringing every day. Mm-hmm. And the ears are prick. Ooh, hang on. How many courts? Ooh, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good, good gig. Good. Yeah, yeah. But you're supposed to be slowing down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that was the hardest part of it. But I so mean, did the, you do the, it? the industry knew I was I was getting out. You know what I mean? For obvious reasons, because yeah. And then the main reason I got out was because of me illness. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, that was the driving force to making this thing, uh, this change. So are all the other companies sitting there going, "Beauty, he's gone. Let's. Uh, I'm going to yeah. get more business out of this." Potentially. So these phone calls you get these days, mm-hmm. obviously the ears still prick. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, what, what do happened? Do you go and do it, or do you say, "Look, I don't do that anymore"? Well, what <laughs> happened? I um, I was doing a job, and I had a mate that was doing the tunnels um in per in Sydney, down there, and he's always he's always done the mining um side of things, worked yep. in the mine side, of and he's got a couple. Of, he's got three kids now. A good mate of mine went to school with him, played footy with him. And we socialised in that, and um, I knew his family, and, and he was he wasn't working at that stage. Just well, come and give us a hand with his court. I need a hand doing this council court up at uh, back at uh, Oxenford there, and he um, he came and worked for a couple of weeks with me, and um, I would tell him what, what it was worth and what it cost me, and the coin in it, and I was showing him how to do it, and mm. he was he loved it because he was that type of guy. Yeah, he, he saw the end result. He done the 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 hard yards with the base works and that. And we got to the end and he goes, damn, he got the same high. So he had the I, pride in it. Well, he did, mate. Mm. He, and he got the same high as uh, that I'd been getting all these years from doing it as well. And he said, nah, no, mate, I want in. I want in. I went, well, damn, kid. I said, I've been telling you to do this stuff for years. <laughs> and um, 
in the end, I took him under my wing and, and said, mate, well, said, I'm not going to spend two years training you, which is probably the right thing to do. Yeah. I said, I'll give you four months because I wanted, I had some operations that I had to get done. I said, I got four months before all this procedure, so um, let's go. And um, and he he done the training, and he um, I trained him up pretty quick, and he got mm. into he got in. And I was still helping him, and he was still working under my licenses and my insurances and my company name. But um, I said, mate, I don't want nothing to do with. It. I need to, I need to cut the cord. Yep. So um, as much as I want to hang around, I I need to cut. The only way I'm going to do this is to cut the cord. Yeah, of course. AKA turn my phone off. You know what I mean? Because the phone kept ringing. Change the number. And my accountant kept saying, he said, well, mate, sell it. You know what I mean? Um, and um, I've never really wanted to build other crews and I yeah. do my own courts, mate, because if there's a problem, it's because I've caused it. You know what I mean? But did you sell it? I didn't sell it. I gave it to him. Oh, so he, he runs that business Well, now. he's got it now. He's, yep. he's, he's doing his tra- He's doing his his um, licenses yep. and all these other insurances. How often do you pass. get the phone call to come and help Oh, he's all, he calls all the time for feedback and that. Yeah. But, it, I mean, that's that, they're getting fewer and fewer. And, and like I was, mate. But the beauty of it is, is that uh, like like a lot of uh, kids these days, mate, isn't it amazing what kids can do if someone just took them under their wing and oh, went, no, no, mate, spend, sp- spend a bit of time with me and um, providing the people are going to give it back to you tenfold. And, mate, all the people that have done it, and that's the only reason I, I've never been a really good reader, mm. as in, comprehend like uni go to uni and learn how to do such a thing you show me how to do something i'm good to go but yeah, yeah. i'd have to read it 15 times in a book to be able to, to ex- execute it. it's right yeah, no, so um and i've done that with all my staff you know like get involved and all my staff have always known what i'm making yeah what the jobs cost to me and i've always shared and, and i've always shared that if the mm. if the if the coin's been there to share it at the end of the day so there's an envelope mate you know what i mean why because you helped me get it to mm. this point not just me you know what i mean and a lot of Employees forget that with 100%. their staff, mate. You know what I mean? Get them involved. I mean, all these generals wouldn't be generals if it wasn't for the 15,000 soldiers behind them, you know what I mean? So true. So um, that's how I've always seen it. So how are you health-wise now? I'm okay. I'm in yeah. a bit of trouble. You are? Yeah, I'm dealing with it. I yeah. mean, so... Uh, and that's the diabetes? That's the diabetes. And that's... Yeah. Is that because of the lifestyle you've lived as well? Or is Probably. it just... Yeah. Oh, no, I will have said it. So it was always told... I mean, I've been diabetic. Since I was fourteen, so thirty-one years. Thirty-one years, you know. I mean, they've always said if you don't take twenty years into it, if you don't do it within twenty, twenty-five years, these complications will happen. Mm. And now I'm thirty-one into it, and what they said to me back in the day are happening. Yeah, yeah. I said it's, and it's not. It's not like you put on fifteen kilos, you go to gym for six months, and you lose it. All these issues can't be reversed. Yeah, it's irreparable. Is it something you can live with? Well, I don't have much of a choice. I have been living with it, but I... No, what I, I mean, they're moving forward. Is um, there anything you can change now to make it last longer or, you know what I mean? Like, I can prolong it, yeah, for sure. But it's, that it's not going to get me back to stuff I've lost. Like, the ner- I've got nerve damage, like my mm-hmm. feet. Like, oh, like I went to Japan snow skiing um, a couple of years ago and when my feet get cold or, or like, natu- your blood is... Uh, your body tells um, your 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 brain tells your body to pump blood down there, yeah. which will warm up your feet. Well, my body doesn't say that, okay. so my feet get cold and it's not fixing itself. So all those da- all those issues and the damage, the damages, that yeah, it and stuff. it's starting to attack my organs now. Like I've got um, leaching in my liver, mm-hmm. it's poisoning my putting toxins in my body, and and it's throwing my pH levels and all that, all the consequences from that. But listen, mate, I'm not here to be seventy. I'm here to live, and I mean. Do things. I said I'm, I'm lucky that I can 
make those decisions I've made recently yep. to stop work because of the work I'd done as a kid, you know mm. what I mean? And um, Well, it proves that you work hard. Yeah. You have a crack at life. Yeah. And you succeed. Yeah. That's simple. Like, yeah. Your old man hit the nail on the head. Yeah, true. Don't worry about the money. It'll come. Just work hard. Yeah. And be good at it. Be good at what you do and yeah. it'll come. And respect other people and word of mouth. And Mate, My old so. boy was the same. I lost my old boy when he was 58. Yeah, right. Mate, wow. I was 27, 30, around that. Anyway, um, devastating, obviously. Was that yeah. quick? Bang? No, nah, a long time. Mate. Mate, you was, but you knew it was coming, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in London yeah. at the same time, and uh, this is horrible. Mate. Is. But at the same time, I was then very angry for a long time, mm-hmm. but then realised, actually, what am I angry at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've still got my life. I've got my yeah. kids. I've got all this this stuff that uh, yeah. that is a good in my life. Yeah. But at the same, like, the lessons we learnt from our old boys. Yeah. You oh, sit back now and you think, mate, whew. old school too. Old if, school I, if I can teach those lessons to even my kids, yeah. people that work for me, people I have any influence over, yeah. mate, they've got to be a good thing. The world's yeah. got to be a better place if you can do that. Yeah. And that's how I'm now I've got the time and that's exactly what I'm living now. I'm trying to like share and help people and all that sort of stuff in my own special way that I can. And normally they're good people that are in, been in my circle. And most of the people I'm hanging around these they are the people that supported me during my of course. time when I came, snuck back into Queensland back in 2003. You know what I mean? It's amazing. But full circle, isn't it? It is a crazy circle, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Mate, the way I love to finish these podcasts is by a couple of quick fire questions. Yeah, man. Okay. Who's the person who's had the most influence on your life? Oh, that'd be dad. Yeah. What about on your career? Brett Ariola. Camel. Camel. South Australia, yep. Okay. But, but having also having said that, there's been a lot of manufacturers that have had my back. Yep. That have taken the time and put, put me into their factories and I had a lot of time for a lot of the manufacturers and a lot of my opposition. The the competition that actually said, yeah, we, I don't have any work, but um, yeah, Steve, I come here and um, I'll give you some courts to do, you know what I mean? So, and that's how I used to run the business. You know but that's I mean? because of you. That's not because of them. That's because you took the time to actually go and talk to them and actually yep. be nice and kind and yep. not be an asshole. Yeah. That's the reason, mate. But That's I still respect. Oh, of course, I still agree. respect their time, and I got a lot, of, a lot of respect for a lot of people in this industry. You know, what I mean, because as I said, I've been really lucky with the work. I've enjoyed it. It's paid well, and I haven't been burnt. You know, what I mean, real lucky. Favorite food? Schnitzel, chicken. <laughs> it's always the schnitzel yeah, with the mushroom gravy with on the mushroom side. Crunchy <laughs> chips. Don't worry about the salad. You can have the salad. And do you beer batter chips or not beer batter chips? Uh, I like the thin ones. The if, thin I have, ones? if I have a choice. More fries. I wish they'd ask you how you like it. Wouldn't it be cool if you go in a restaurant and ask, hey, how you would you like your chips? Hey, how <laughs> want your chips cooked? Excuse me. <laughs> well, here we give you an option. Like, damn. There's something in that, isn't there? There's like... actually a shop somewhere on the coast called the Chippery, I think it's called. Really? Where you can go and get chips of different kinds. Oh, wow. I said, mate. Well, I said, if, I have I, to find that. if they offered me a, how I want your chips done, I'd go to that restaurant again. Let me give you the tip. So. <laughs> Favorite song? Um, I'm a Midnight Oil fan. I'd probably have to say um, it'd be a Midnight Oil song. Probably um, Dead Heart. Dead Heart, great song. Yeah. Great song. Short Memory is a good one too. I saw them live a couple of years ago up at Strawberry Fields on the Sunshine Coast and uh, it was insane. Is that the pineapple? Is that the, yeah, oh, yeah. Is that the one at Piss Down Rain? Yeah, yeah. yeah you there. I was there too. When he, when he gets on stage and he's sitting there and he goes, okay, so if we run out of power here, yep. we're all going back to the local pub That's and we'll right. come and play. And everyone's That's... going, run out of power. Yeah, That'd be I was awesome. there. It was a mud pit. Yeah, it was yep. awesome fun yep. though, wasn't it? Yeah. Favourite place in the world? Um, good question. Famous, well, outside my backyard because I'm in a pretty, pretty, pretty special place. I'd have to say either Ireland or Amsterdam. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. 
Well, I just love the countryside of Amsterdam. Uh, no, sorry, of the countryside Ireland. of Ireland. Yeah. Sorry, um, and Go their away. and their culture. Go away. I've just come back from Ireland, so oh, yeah. um, I got an awesome group of friends over there, and yeah. they just all play family to me, and all the corned beef. Um, oh, it's crazy, <laughs> mate. And Amsterdam, well, I just enjoy that scene, mate. You know what yeah. I mean? I said, um, right or wrong, I said I've always been uh, good food. My, my philosophy in life has always been good food, good drink, good sleep. Yeah, and um, that seems to put me in that environment. You know what I mean? The people are chilled. There's a lot of culture there. Um, I couldn't live there, but I love great. Visit, I love to visit. visit it. Yeah, awesome. Yep. What's next? Tasmania. Tassie. Have Tassie. you done Tassie? I've bought a block of land in Tassie. Yeah. I'm going to move down there and. What are you um, going to build on it? A ranch. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to build a little retreat ranch and a place where people can come down, and it's going to be big enough they can come down and turn phones off and hop on a push bike, mountain bike. It's in the middle of the national park. Yeah. Beautiful place, mate. Off the grid. Yeah. Out of the rat race. Well, and, and then I said, I got a dog. Uh, her and I are just going to go down there and just reminisce. But uh, my twin sister's husband is from Tassie. Yep. So I'm hoping I can um, encourage them to come home or back to his back home to more him. often because said he's in the rat race of Sydney. So uh, uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of incentive as in lifestyle to invite people down there to you know, like come and get, you know come back to the roots. You know what I mean? What are you yeah. going to put like cabins on there for the people? Or no, it's just, just going to be a in the big, big four-bedroom house. I got a, the well, uh, the shed's bigger than the than the house, and I'm yeah. going to put a music studio in it, similar to this, and yeah. uh, and and invite bands in because I'm a drummer. Yeah. To um jam free free, and I'll put the the uh, the technical side of whatever's involved. I'll learn all this, mind you. <laughs> but um, well, mate, if we can help, well, I'd love to help because that, oh, that mate, sounds like an awesome. It's going to be a cool place. It's going to be it's going to be a place where you're going to come down there and. You know, and and no no IT, no computers, yeah. and you know fish. Walk with your kids. I have a little boat down there. So it's in the middle of the park. It's going to be a pretty special. Park. Ooh, sounds on, awesome. And it's on a lake, so sounds like heaven. But yeah, yeah. Stay tuned on that one. That's work in progress. Working progress. That's next year's project. Sounds good. Yeah, man. Steve, mate, this has been one of the best stories that I've ever heard. And uh, I mentioned it to you last week when we spoke. We had to get you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Mate, and as far as I'm concerned, you're an awesome human. Thanks, Thank Brent. I appreciate it for hearing my story, mate. Eh? I, I haven't, I haven't had a really opportunity to share it, but uh, this will um, be shared, mate. It'll be listened to by many. Oh, thanks, mate. I thanks, appreciate buddy. it. Cheers, thanks, mate. Boss. See you, Brent. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening, and what an amazing human! Don't forget to hit us up on all the social channels. Search for Podfire on Instagram and Facebook, or find me at BJ Macker and look out for all our Podfire podcasts.